Hey, good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela Yee. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. One day before election day. Very true. Um, just you got to lean into the uncertainty of it all. You know, hopefully all T's have been crossed, all I's have been dotted, and you know. On November 4th, uh, we'll, we'll have we'll, see, we'll know who the president of the United States of America is. I doubt it's going to be as early as November 4th, we find out, but we'll see. No, because I think in, in Pennsylvania, you can't even count the mail-in ballots, they said, the day until the day of yeah, but the you, election. So it's going to take a few days. Yeah, but you would hope that... Um, it's a large. It's, 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 you would hope that it's such a blowout uh, on, on, on the blue it side. It won't matter. Yeah, we won't even get to that, but who knows? We shall see. Right. All right. I voted early over the weekend. I, I voted too. on Saturday and it was absolutely no line when I went to go vote. It took me literally, I timed it from when I walked in five minutes until I walked out. Well, I put mine in that box thing. I pulled up and okay. me and my wife just put, put ours in that box thing. So we shall see. I'm over it. Yeah. Only problem with me was I forgot where I parked. <laughs> it took me like 35 minutes to find my car, but the voting process was short. That's a good thing. What else we got in front page news, G? Uh, we are going to talk about Donald Trump. You know, there's a lot that's been going on over the weekend. And uh, now there's the whole Trump train that's surrounding different people who are uh, rallying for Biden. And they actually endangered some of Biden's campaign staffers. And we'll tell you what happened. Yeah, but we told y'all it was going to be smoke. You know it was going to be smoke. Tomorrow's going to be even worse. But we'll discuss. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. 
Yeah. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. I have no idea what DJ Envy is. Do you know Angela Yee? I think he's in the elevator. <laughs> oh, he's in the elevator. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What, the elevator stuck or something? I don't know. He sent us all the text messages saying I'm in the elevator. Oh, that would that would be a hell of a thing to happen on a Monday. Actually, that's mm-hmm. the perfect thing to happen on a Monday. You just get stuck in the elevator. Anyway, it's time for front page news. Uh, do we have to do NFL scores? Okay, I guess. For everybody's team out there who is actually good, I'll do it for what you. What about them Cowboys? Well, we're doing all right. Uh, Buffalo Bills beat New England Patriots 24-21. Miami Dolphins beat the L.A. Rams 28-17. Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens 28-24. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Titans 31-20. The Las Vegas Raiders beat the Cleveland Browns 16-6. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Jets 35-9. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Detroit Lions 41-21. Minnesota Vikings beat Green Bay Packers 28-22. Broncos beat the Chargers 31-30. Saints beat the Bears 26-23 in overtime. Seattle Seahawks beat the San Francisco 49. 37 to 27, and the Philadelphia Eagles busted my Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we're just trash this year, you know. It's okay. Uh, and what tonight, was the score? 23 to 9. Mm-hmm. And tonight in Monday Night Football, Woo. the New York Giants will get absolutely washed and destroyed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC, and the Giants are one of the worst teams in the NFC. So, you'll know how that go. All right. Well, at one of Donald Trump's rallies over the weekend, the crowd started chanting, fire Fauci. And here's how Donald Trump responded to that. It's rounding the turn because all they want to do, you turn in the news, COVID, 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 COVID. Here's what happens. November 4th. You won't hear too much about it. Don't tell anybody, but let me wait till a little bit after the election. Lord have mercy. He sounded like me. I said the same thing. I said after the election, you're not, you're not going to hear, especially if Biden and Harris win, you're not going to hear too much about COVID in the news like that. Watch. All, all right. Well, the FBI is also investigating alleged harassment of a Biden campaign bus. Uh, the bus was allegedly surrounded by Trump supporters. Well, there's video of it, but there was a Trump train. They started yelling profanities and obscenities, and then they blockaded, they blockaded the entire entourage. At one point, they actually slowed the bus to about 20 miles per hour on the highway. And then, according to some people, they felt like they were trying to run them off the road. They were surrounded by 100 vehicles, the campaign bus. And they actually ended up having to cancel uh, what was supposed to be happening, uh, a rally that was supposed to be happening. Now, Donald Trump, in the meantime, was excited about this and encouraging it. And he tweeted a video of the bus incident with the words, I love Texas, since this happened in Texas. And he um, uh, definitely feels like he was excited to see that happen. Well, so. who was on the bus? Because I'm thinking, like, yo, you ain't going to just run up on uh, Biden or Harris. They got Secret Service. At no, no, no. It's a campaign staffers. Oh, okay, 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 okay. He said, Donald Trump also tweeted, in my opinion, these patriots did nothing wrong. Instead, the FBI and justice should be investigating the terrorists, anarchists, and agitators of Antifa who run around burning down our Democrat-run cities and hurting our people. Well, all of y'all get ready for the smoke at the polls tomorrow. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people early voted, just because, you know, they didn't want to get involved in rampant, the rampant voter suppression that's going to happen at the polls tomorrow. But don't think voting intimidation is not going to happen at the polls tomorrow either. He's been inside of that. Yeah. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, we got to tell them, what, what is the thing called? What's the segment called we do next? Get it off your get chest. Get it off your chest. There you go. We got to get it off your chest next. If you want to vent, call us up. Or if you want to tell us why you're blessed, reach out and touch us. 1-800-585-1051. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. 
your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Good morning, who's this? Yo, what's up, what's up? This is Mike from Brooklyn, man. Mike, what's up, King? How are you, my brother? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Yo, check this out, man. Yo, what I need to get off my chest is these two house Negroes. Well, three of them, Ice Cube, 50 Cent, and Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? What I'm really angry about is the fact that these cats made their money off of us. And they made their money off of poor people. You know what I'm saying? And now that you got some money, you want to get rich and switch and support, you know what I'm saying, something that's bad for our people because you want to hold on to your cash. We gotta you know stop. We got. We, we gotta pay your little taxes. We gotta stop throwing Ice Cube into that equation, though. Ice Cube. Why was, you say that? Because Ice Cube did, did not endorse Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form. Not even a little well, bit. He, well, I mean, still, I mean, still, as far as Lil Wayne and Fifty's concerned, that that's an embarrassment, man. Well, Fifty you know said because 50 you shoot said, your own pocketbook over your people. I I I agree. I agree with that. But Fifty did say that uh, he did say F Trump. He's voting for Biden. Yeah, he'll say Well, people always say that. You got you got a whole bunch of Trump supporters in New York. I never voted for him. I never voted for him, and they go in that booth and vote for him. You know True what I mean? So they can say one thing, you still do the other. That's why they say you can't trust those polls because people aren't always honest about who they're voting for. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of people, especially Caucasians that live in New York City, and you know what I'm saying they'll they'll marshal Black Lives Matter and all that, but when they go to the polls, it's something else. And keep that in mind. Okay. Yes. Did sir. you vote early? Nobody. Yeah, yeah, I put my mail-in ballot in, man. Hopefully it gets there. The first day. Hopefully it yeah, gets we'll there see. in time. <laughs> Thank you for okay, calling, we'll brother. See. Get it off your chest. 1-800-585-1051. Reach out and touch us. Tell us why you're blessed. Tell us why you're angry. Whatever you're feeling. We want you to feel your feels this morning, okay? It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning. morning. This, is Ale- this is Alexander. How you doing? Alexander, Peace King. How are you? Get it off your chest. All right, so look, bro. I talked to you guys about two weeks ago on the 14th. Talked to you about directed energy weapons. Do you know, within that time that we spoke... I had about 25 people contact me because I, you know, was on the radio with you guys. And then there was two articles, one in GQ magazine talking about this, and then the other was in a Washington Post talking about the public has a right to know about these type of weapons. Just trying to figure out, man, what is it going to take for this message to get out? No newspapers wants to contact us to even talk about this stuff. You know, just kind of tired of it being hit. You know, seeing if there's any platforms that you can suggest where we can actually, you know, get the message out and. Actually, let people know what's going on. I would have me a blog site or something, and I would be shouting it out right now while you got the platform. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? <laughs> Set up a blog site, yeah. put all the information right there. Give out a contact for people to reach you. Okay. You don't have none of that right now that you could do? Yeah, so right now what I have is the Isaiah5417.net, which is the website that has the film on it that actually shows the comparison between what U.S. Embassy employees we're talking about what the news reported on them, and then it's also what people have complained about in the past. All so right. right now they're just trying to, right now they're trying to say it's only uh, embassy employees who were attacked, but also there were two young black men, man, who actually complained about this during the Obama administration, who were actually, you know, they committed mass shootings. One okay. was a uh, Myron May, who was a successful trial attorney for the district attorney of New Mexico, and then there was the Washington Naval uh, Naval Yard. Okay, shooter, okay, we'll give them, we'll give them the website right now. Okay, tell them, tell them the website Isaiah again. Fifty four. 
Isaiah5417.net. All right. Live long and prosperous, King. Good morning. Good morning, Charlemagne. Peace, I Queen. I'm on you. What I do? Get it off your chest. What I do? I'm going to get it so off my chest, Charlemagne. Let me tell you something. You always say black men don't cheat. Black men don't cheat. You don't uh -oh. how black men lie. You lie. <laughs> what, black men lie? what black men lie about? The one with the bald head on the phone with me. What I lie about? First of all, Charlemagne, <laughs> I called there two weeks ago. You couldn't say my name right. You called me Black Jack. You call me fat back. You call me everything <laughs> back back. Okay. Fat yeah, back. Yes. You did to me. Then, okay, you can't What's your name? Wait, like hold that. on. What is your real name? My real name, Angela. Okay. And you should have been there because when, when you're not there, it don't go right. But my real name is Jack Jack. Jack Jack. Oh, like Incredibles. There it is. Oh, okay. Okay. And you told me you were going to follow our business page. I was telling you how we had a business page. Our business was doing great despite all that's going on. And you was like, go ahead, Queen. I'm going to follow you back, Queen. And you went, oh. I ain't tell you that. Mm. You did. You lying again, girl. Mm -hmm. Lying again. Angela, see, stop leaving. Stop what's, leaving them by themselves. What's the Instagram page? It's High Chick Society. That's H-I-G-H-C-H-I-C. S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. We're an all-girl cannabis accessory brand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yes, and we're going to send you something. You told me we could send something back up to the um the station since y'all are back, so we're going to make sure we do that because I've been missing you, Angela. You got all the keys, girl. All right. Well, congrats on your business that is doing really well during this time. I think that's dope for you. Thank you very much, Thank Queen. You. Angela, do you have any business mentors that you can plug us to? We would love to speak to somebody just like to kind of help us make sure we're on the right track. You know what? You should read this book called Climb. I'm going to send it to you. Right. I'm going to actually um, hit you so and give you the information. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You guys have a blessed one. You too, Charlamagne, with your little boy himself. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and I you should it. check out Shea Moisture. They have this whole fund for uh, black women who own businesses. Okay. But that was Get It Off Your Chest. Uh, we do that every morning around the same time. Now, yeah, we got Rumor Report coming up next. Well, things could get even uglier with this Dr. Dre, Nicole Young divorce. Now she wants to call into court. She subpoenaed three of his alleged mistresses. <gasps> we'll talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, if you guys recall, Jaguar Wright had made some allegations against Common back in August. She was on Instagram Live and she said this. Next thing I know, we go to bed. He like, oh, come on, Jack. No, 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 I'm tired. I was on the stage all night. I want to lay down. I'm going to lay down in the bed. I lay down with my clothes on. You know what I mean? I'm a rape survivor. I know how to buy myself a little time. You got to pull my pants down. By the time you get my pants down, I promise you I'm hooking off in your jaw. The next thing I wake up this morning, uh, I feel something poking in my face and shit, right? And I open my mouth to trying to stick his in my mouth while I'm asleep. Well, Common has responded to these allegations, and here's what he had to say. Let me say this. Man, God bless Jaguar. I really don't um, have any negative thoughts towards her. I was for surely disappointed and hurt when she said what she said about me because it wasn't true. And I know people that have experienced sexual assault, and that's not anything to just say if it's not true. But I also just understand that she may be going through some things that I don't understand. Very well said, Common. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know what you say to that. 
I'm just sending love, light, and positive energy to everybody, and I want everybody to heal, period. All right, and in addition to that, there have been rumors that Tiffany Haddish and Common broke up. They unfollowed each other. Well, the two of them were on live together, and it looks like things are still going strong. And, man, you know, I'm geeked up. The album out, Tiff, was like, yo, you know, you know I cooked up this... I cooked up this album kind of quick, but it, it's a vibe to it, so I'm geek. Well, I love it. It's popping, yeah, boo. It's popping. Yeah. Very good. Well, I love you. I love yeah, you. Yeah, it's I very inspiring. I love you, too. And um, I was going to tell you something, but I forgot what it was. Who monitors whether folks are following each other or not? And how come when people unfollow each other, that just means they automatically broke up or anything of that nature? Maybe they just don't like following each other on Instagram because their Instagram pages are whack. You ever thought about that? I don't know. The, I mean, the gossip blogs, I think they have an app where you can see who unfollows who or something like that. So how come they don't do the same thing when somebody follows somebody? When somebody follows someone, do they say, they do oh, do my that. God, they must be together. Oh, they do? Okay. They do do that, yeah. <laughs> All right, now, Jeannie Mai says that she and Jeezy are going to have two weddings. Here's what she said. My mom, being Vietnamese, wants a very Vietnamese traditional wedding. She wants Jay, my fiancé, to wear the Vietnamese garb and, and to do some of the Vietnamese practices like the tea ceremony. I obviously want, you know, a fun throwdown and like I want to have a couple of Dance with the Stars dances in our reception. So we've decided that we're going to have two weddings. We're going to oh. have one the way me and Jay want and then we'll have one for Mama Mai. So Jeezy and Jenny Ma are going to have a Dance with the Stars type dance at their wedding is what they're saying? <laughs> well, she's on Dancing with the Stars, so I guess she wants that to be part of it. Dope. Yeah, You know what? That's my family, too. On my Chinese side of the family, every time one of my relatives married somebody who wasn't Chinese, they've always done both also and, like, change out of the dress. But in the beginning, they had something more traditional than it switches. Oh, so when they say two weddings, they mean two weddings in one. Not like two I, different She ceremonies. might mean two whole different... She might mean two different ceremonies, oh, though. Oh, got you. All right, now, Dr. Dre's wife... Um, wants the alleged mistresses to testify in their divorce mm -hmm. case. Mm -hmm. So according to court documents, Nicole Young is trying to get all of these mistresses to spill the tea. There's women that are named in these court filings, uh, Jillian Spear, a skincare entrepreneur, Killy Anderson, and Crystal Rogers, a.k.a. Crystal Sierra, who is the queen of Latin hip-hop. So these three women, though, do not want any parts of this divorce battle. And the lawyer representing them filed a motion saying the women have no information relevant to the enforceability of That's the right. premarital agreement. They did not say anything about whether or not there was an extramarital affair. Two of these women have made their profiles private. One of them, Jillian Spear, posted a very long quote on her page. Um, she said, when you find your way to the circle, to the fire kept burning by the keepers of your soul, you will be welcomed. You must clean yourself with cedar, sage, or other healing plant. Cut the ties you have to fill your in shame. Let go the pain you are holding in your mind, your shoulders, your heart, all the way to your feet. Let go the pain of your ancestors, uh, so on and so forth. Can't those women sue, though? Can't those women sit back and be like, okay, you accusing me of being a mistress and I have never had any involvement with your soon-to-be ex-husband at all? Well, they might really be mistresses. We don't know. But they might not be. So if they point. aren't, then especially, they could. But she, she did subpoena them. And like I, that? You put their name Well, she out did there subpoena like them. She did subpoena them. So I think that once you do that... That don't mean nothing. Kind of a... Yeah. Because they could take the stand and be like, this is not true. I'm not his mistress. And then what? Now your case looks crazy. Like, why would you bring me a well, large mistresses unless you've already had a conversation with them and they can confirm that, yes, we were indeed the mistresses. That would make more unless sense. Unless she has evidence. We'll see. <laughs> but the lawyer didn't say that it wasn't true. The attorney said any extramarital affair would be irrelevant. 
because California is a no-fault divorce state. Mm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. We got front page news next. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. It's time for front page news. I guess we got to do NFL scores, man. The Bills beat the Patriots 24-21. Dolphins beat the Rams 28-17. Steelers beat the Ravens 28-24. Bengals beat the Titans 31-20. Raiders beat the Browns 16-6. Chiefs beat the Jets 35-9. Colts beat the Lions 41-21. Vikings beat the Packers 28-22. Broncos beat the Chargers 31-30. Saints beat the Bears 26-23 in overtime. Seahawks beat the 49ers 37 to 27 and the Eagles wash my Dallas Cowboys 23 to 9 and tonight in Monday Night Football the New York Giants will absolutely positively get washed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What we got in front page news, G? Well, November 1st was Dia de los Muertos and What is that? That's an Well, that's an annual holiday, and that is commemorating dead family members and loved ones. And that's usually celebrated in Mexico and other Central American countries. Well, Donald Trump used that day to make a proclamation. He said November 1st is a national day of remembrance for Americans killed by illegal aliens. So the same day that in Mexico and Central America, they celebrate their family members and loved ones. Donald Trump decided to make it that day of remembrance. A day of remembrance for what now? It's a day of remembrance for uh, people here in the United States who he says were killed by uh, criminal illegal aliens. Yikes. Is that, is that an official national holiday he made? A day of remembrance? No, he made that? his own proclamation. And he made it the same day as Dia de los Muertos. Wow. I guess to try to negate that holiday. Okay. And it's a huge holiday that people celebrate, so... There you have it. A lot more of this um, happening. Now, they are saying Donald Trump also plans to declare premature victory. He has told his confidants that he'll declare victory Tuesday night if it looks like he's ahead. That's even if the Electoral College um, still hinges on large numbers of, of uncounted votes in states like Pennsylvania. Now, Trump has denied that that would happen. He said, I think it's a terrible thing when ballots can be collected after an election. I think it's a terrible thing when states are allowed to tabulate ballots for a long period of time after the election is over. But behind the scenes, they're saying he has talked through this scenario in some detail. He plans to walk up to a podium on election night and declare that he has won. This week is going to be nuts, man. Everybody look alive. Keep your head on the swivel and understand nothing you see this week will be normal. They've already boarded up all these different huge department stores because they're anticipating that it's going to get crazy. It is, regardless of how it goes, whether whether Trump wins or whether Biden wins, it's going to be nuts out here in these streets. All right, the Louisville, Kentucky police officer, Jonathan Mattingly, who um, was shot while executing a warrant at Breonna Taylor's home, is now suing her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker III, for battery, assault, and emotional distress. Is that crazy? I'm so confused. Like, why can't he just chalk it up to what it was? The same way that, you know, they chalked it up and said that he made a mistake. Uh, Kenneth Walker was just doing what anybody would do that owns a legal firearm and somebody invaded their home. He defended his house. That's why his charges got dropped. So why is he being sued? 
Well, they're saying that they knocked and announced themselves as police off- police officers. Kenneth Walker has acknowledged that they knocked, but they did not identify themselves. So he thought somebody was breaking in. So if they want to stick to their story of what they're saying, then I guess he feels like he has the right to file a lawsuit. But I don't. I think that's uh, widely disputed. Kenneth Walker also has previously filed a ten point five million dollar lawsuit against uh, Kentucky and the Louisville Jefferson County Metro government, um, as well as the Metro Police Department, for false arrest, malicious prosecution, and assault among other claims. Yeah, I don't get it. I really don't, especially being that his criminal charges were dropped. I don't know what what, what grounds this officer has to, to stand on when it comes to suing. If anybody, he should and be- Kenneth Walker said. Kenneth Walker's attorney has also said the ballistics do not establish that Kenneth Walker even shot Mattingly. Because if you recall, the other police officers fired. You know, uh, Miles Cosgrove, who was in the doorway, shot 16 times. Brett Hankinson fired his weapon 10 times. Why doesn't the officers sue the department that sent them on a dummy mission? Because weren't the warrants and everything uh, filled out wrong? They weren't even supposed to be at the address looking for the wrong person? Like, why don't you sue the people that sent you on that dummy mission that caused you Mm -hmm. to end up getting shot? That would make more sense. Man, my prayers to Kenneth Walker, too, for this. It has to suck for him to not only be there when his girlfriend is shot and killed by the police Mm -hmm. and the trauma that he has from these police officers coming in and shooting, you know, dozens of times at him. But now to be getting sued for Mm -hmm. it is ridiculous. All right, well, that is your front. Send that brother positive energy, love, and light, man. Pray for him and for Kenneth Walker, too. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now listen. Coming up, uh, we got a, a, a OG of mine, a friend of mine. Uh, he's the reason that uh, he's the reason a lot of people say Joe Biden is even in the position that he's in right now. It's a uh, Congressman Jim Clyburn of South Carolina. He'll be uh, zooming in with us to discuss all things election. Okay, it's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. We got OG Jim Clyburn on right now, and we were just talking about uh, the uptick in black men supporting Donald Trump. It's a part of me, though, that, that I'm kind of happy for black people thinking freely about their politics, even if I don't agree with their politics. You think you think that we've been overly loyal to the Democratic Party? Well, I don't think so. Um, because you would expect that. You know, I was raised in the Republican household. My mother and father were both Republicans. Uh, when I was at South Carolina State, uh, I was a, a Republican. Uh, and Strom Thurmond was a Democrat. <laughs> Strom Thurmond uh, came, and my father was a, a big Republican. We were all in the party of Lincoln. And then Strom Thurmond and others came in the Republican Party and took it from us. And so this thing of uh, being a Republican, you got to be careful here. You need to look at the ideology, not the party label. Because we were all Republicans following the party of Lincoln. We did not become Democrats until after 1964. Go back and check. You'll find in the 1960 election, uh, Richard Nixon was leading uh, among uh, uh, black people until Martin Luther King Jr. went to jail uh, about three weeks before the election, and Richard Nixon did not you know, show any remorse. And Kennedy made a telephone call to Mrs. King to express remorse. And when that happened, that switched the vote. Because up to that point, the majority of the black vote in this country was going to Richard Nixon, the Republican. So when people tell you about Democrats versus Republicans, just tell them, Strom Thurmond was a Democrat and he, he left the Democratic Party 
over the 1964 Civil Rights Act. The first time he ran for president in 1948 on the state rights ticket, he was running for president in opposition to Truman because Truman integrated the armed services. That's what he got mad about. Didn't want to see black folks integrated into the armed services. He wanted us to continue to be separated from white people. It was right here in South Carolina uh, that the uh, incident took place in Vicksburg, South Carolina, that made Truman integrate the armed services. When Isaac Woodard was lynched in his uniform coming home from World War II, and he was lynched, had his eyes punched out by a deputy sheriff. And that's when Harry Truman says, oh no, this cannot be. And he issued the executive order, said this will be no more, and he integrated the armed services. Now that takes me back to Franklin Roosevelt. The black leadership coming back from World War II begged Franklin Roosevelt to integrate the armed services. They told him, we have fought to help win this war. You know the story of the Red Tails? Uh, you know, they uh, became the best fighter uh, pilots out there, or at least the escorts, because they wouldn't let them be fighter pilots. But they never lost a plane, according to some uh, folklore, but I don't believe that's to be true. Uh, but they were excellent soldiers. But when they got back home, they couldn't even get GI loans. They couldn't get that, the veterans' the loans to buy houses. Levittown. Levittown started up there in New York uh, with G for GIs. They wouldn't let the black people in there. Franklin Roosevelt wouldn't do a thing about it. His wife did. Eleanor was fine. But Franklin would not integrate the armed services and he would not integrate those jobs, and he sent the CCC, Civilian Conservation Corps, Work Products Administration. When those jobs came to South Carolina, they were white only. I, I see a shift like that happening now when you talk about in 64, the black Republicans who shifted to Democrats because y'all shifted to Democrats because Democrats actually did something for y'all in that era. And I think this era is going to start to deflect from Democrats because they don't think Dems are doing anything for them. I don't know if they're not going to, I don't know if they're going to become Republicans or start their own parties, but they will be deflecting because they don't feel like Democrats are doing anything for them. Well, I would say this, uh, you got 50, what we got 53, 55, uh, black Democrats in the house of representatives. We got two black Democrats, uh, in, in the Senate, and I'm hopefully to add to it with, with, with Jamie Harrison. Uh, so all I'm saying is, uh, I don't think that all those people are there uh, because they don't think the party is doing anything for black people. Uh, let's look at it. Let's look at 1964. It was a Democrat that gave us this, uh, the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964. Mm -hmm. Look at the Voting Rights Act of 65, Lyndon Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, Medicaid, Medicare, Lyndon Johnson, Elementary Secondary Education Act, Lyndon Johnson. So if you got Democrats putting uh, people like Thurgood Marshall on the Supreme Court and the Republicans are putting people like Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court, who is doing you the best job? That's all I got to say. Mm -hmm. If you love appointments to the Supreme Court like Clarence Thomas, just because he looked like me, he certainly doesn't think like me. <laughs> Would you say all, all skin folk ain't kin folk, Mr. Clyburn? <laughs> That's exactly right. Now, now what do you say out there that says, what difference does my vote my vote make? You, you hear that all the time. Why should I vote? Does it really matter? This white devil versus this white devil. They don't know me. They don't know oh, yeah, me. Don't what do you say to those people? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested uh, in in that because I'm gonna give you a little secret. When the Emancipation Proclamation was uh, written, it freed. It was two of them now. Remember, one freed the slaves in the District of Columbia, and then the second one uh, freed the slaves in the other slave states. Now, I know it didn't free all the slaves, so before y'all give a little answers and some of your listeners say, I don't know what I'm talking about, I used to teach this stuff. I know that the 13th Amendment was not, uh, is what really freed the slaves. That didn't come to 1869. The Emancipation Proclamation did its job, and it ushered in a period called Reconstruction. Now, Reconstruction didn't last for 12 years, came to an end in 1877. How? because of the election of Rutherford B. Hayes to be president of the United States. Guess what? Rutherford B. Hayes was elected president by one vote, by one vote. One vote brought an end to Reconstruction. One vote ushered in Jim Crow laws. And those Jim Crow laws that started out in 1877 and lasted until 1954, one vote. That's the value of one vote. So I would say to you and to your friends, hopefully your one vote that you withheld will not cause us to relive that period of post-Reconstruction. Now, I always say it that way because a lot of people say, well, you know, Jim Clyburn, you're the first black congressman since Reconstruction. Not true. There are nine black congressmen from South Carolina. The problem was, is 95 years between number eight and number nine. Mm. 95 years. Damn. All right, we got more with South Carolina Congressman Jim Clyburn coming up next right here on the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. This is the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God here, Angela Yee. We got OG Jim Clyburn, Congressman Jim Clyburn with us right now. Now, what about the Electoral College, then, Mr. Clyburn? Because I can hear people out there now saying, well, Hillary won by over 4 million of the popular vote, but she still lost. So what do votes matter? Here's what I would like for you to do for me, old boy. Just go look at my speech from 2007, and I said that we ought to award the electoral uh, college votes by congressional districts. Under the rule, under my method, you, South Carolina gets nine. Whoever wins the state will get the two that represent the senators. After that, it will be determined by the congressional districts. Now, what does that do? That gives a better distribution of the vote, but it also brings these candidates for president back to the state. Why do you think uh, you saw um, Trump going to Nebraska? Why do you see uh, 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 Joe Biden going to Maine, going after that one vote? Yeah. That one vote, because that one vote can make a difference. I've seen several scenarios uh, that says the person that wins, it, you know, it could happen that the person that wins that one vote in Nebraska uh, could become the next president. So if you got a chance of getting an electoral vote, you will come to the state. But right now, the way it is, uh, Republicans don't come here because uh, here in South Carolina now, uh, because they said, well, I, we got that made. The Democrats won't come here because says, we ain't got no chance. But if that electoral vote was in play, and we now got two uh, the district represented by Democrats. So it could very well be, if that were reflective, you could say, well, if you go to South Carolina, you may have a chance of getting two electoral votes. The Republican would get seven, but the Democrat would get two. 
So, but those two could be a difference. So I've always called for reforming the Electoral College. Mm -hmm. I'm not new to this. I saw yesterday that um, uh, VP Biden said in his first 100 days, he plans to pass LGBTQ rights legislation. What would you want to see him pass for black people in the first 100 days? I've already told him, I've already told all of his folks that aside from doing what is necessary to get us beyond this uh, pandemic, Here's what I want to see Joe Biden do, not the first 100 days, in the first 100 hours. I want him to create a commission uh, to go out for one year and come back with recommendations as to how to eliminate the unintended consequences of the 1986 crime bill and the 1994 crime bill. I want to see both those crime bills studied intently and I want to see recommendations coming to the president, uh, to uh, Joe Biden, as to how we can eliminate the unintended consequences of those crime bills. When you look at the night, somebody said, well, we ought to repeal the 1994 crime bill. But remember, in the 1994 crime bill, we had community policing, we had drug courts, the violence against women, we had the pattern and practices investigation of the police departments, uh, and we had an assault weapons ban. All that was in the 94 crime bill. No, I want to look inside the crime bill. I want to look inside the 1986. That's where we got these mandatory minimums from, 1986. We need to get rid of mandatory minimums. We need to decriminalize marijuana. Uh, Why are people going to jail in South Carolina, some of them for extended periods of time, for the same thing that's illegal, that is legal in Colorado? That's right. You can buy it on every street corner in Colorado, but you come to South Carolina... You end up in prison. We need to reform all of these things. And so, to me, that's my number one thing with Joe Biden. Now, after that, we can talk about putting broadband in every home. My $100 billion bill that's already passed the House of Representatives, I want to see them pick that bill up and I'm going to reintroduce it. I want to see Joe Biden sign it. And I want to see broadband in every home. That's how we're going to have telehealth. That's how we're going to get online learning. That's how we'll do uh, for rural America what electricity did in the 20th century. And then I want to see a community health centers within commuting distance of everybody in this country. Federally qualified community health centers in every uh, community so that you can have one within commuting distance of every home. And then I want to see us repeal sections of that big uh, tax break, tax cut that Trump did. And Joe Biden has already said, if he's elected, he's going to run that 21% corporate tax back up to 28% and take that money and do some of the things I just talked about. Now, now, Donald Trump said in 2016, what do black people have to lose? Four years later, what have we lost? My Lord, we've lost lives almost 220,000 lives. We have lost livelihoods. How many of us are out of work because we cannot uh, stay open? We have lost businesses. We have lost investments. We've lost so much. We've lost our dignity. We've lost, look what's happened to our schools. I got two grandkids uh, in, in, in grade school. They've been out of school since last March. They're now on the third of losing the second year of school. So when you said to an eighth or ninth grader, after losing two years of school, man, 
That eighth and ninth grader will never graduate from college, by and large. Right. So, or you ever graduate from high school or get to college or some other uh, post-secondary education. Because, you know, I'm a big proponent of post-secondary education. I don't think you need to go to a liberal arts college to be an electrician. And I don't think I could be in here tonight without these lights, or th this morning without these lights on. So I want to see electricians. I want to see plumbers. Uh, I, I want to see people getting an education. But when you're closing down the schools and you can't gather together, you're losing the ability to earn a living. And when you fail to put together a comprehensive national plan to combat this pandemic, you are failing the American people. Mm. And this president is the most colossal failure at the presidency uh, since maybe Herbert Hoover. Wow. What's your predictions for the election? What do you think? What I think is mostly my hope. And you know, South Carolina's motto is, while I breathe, I hope. That's right. Uh, I, uh, I'm hopeful that we will be able to wake up Wednesday morning and say we will continue our march toward a more perfect union. That's my hope. And the only way we can do that is to elect Joe Biden because the alternative to Joe, and once again, you know what I've been saying all the time, let's not compare Joe to the Almighty. Let's compare him to the alternative. Right. And the alternative is what we got. And what we've got is a six to three Supreme Court against us. And if we don't continue this march, there'll be a nine to zero Supreme Court to reverse it. Wow. Thank you, Mr. Clyburn. You are appreciated, you, sir. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate right. you. All right, brother. Have a great day. Okay, DJ. All right, now. Peace. All right, buddy. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On Breakfast Club. So listen up. So the Chappelle Show is on Netflix now. So anybody that wants to see that, you can check it out. Okay. I've been watching the reruns, I guess, on Comedy Central. I'm not sure where I've been watching the reruns prior to that. Yeah, a lot of Chappelle reruns come on all the time. I guess it's Comedy Central. I'm not sure. You know how you just be flipping channels and you see it, so you just stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. So, but that's exciting because there'll be no commercials, right? So yeah. his three Netflix stand-up specials, all of that is on there. I hope they don't edit nothing because, you know, this era is sensitive. A lot of the stuff that, uh, you know, they got away with on Chappelle's show back in the day would get you canceled now. So I hope they're not editing stuff to make it uh, this, this generation friendly. Now, Dave Chappelle is also hosting the post-election Saturday Night Live. So you'll see him November 7th. This is his first role hosting the show since he made his debut the weekend that Donald Trump became president. That's crazy. Think about that. That's just Saturday. And you and you got to sit here and say to yourself, what would a world look like on November 7th? Like, Larry, what is the world going to look like after tomorrow? Oh, we all nervous. My mom is like, Angela, be careful. Like, just stay. I was like, okay. And I see they boarded up Bloomingdale's. They boarded up Macy's in Manhattan. I know a lot of places are getting prepared. So That's when Angelique knows right. it's about to go down when her favorite retail stores get boarded up. <laughs> <laughs> right. I haven't been to a, a, any either one of those stores this whole pandemic. Oh, so. okay. But, you know, I, they don't normally do that. And there's pictures of it online and everything so you can see. So that's a big deal. All right, now LeBron has spoken uh, with Barack Obama on the shop. And one thing that they talked about was that call that actually saved the NBA season. Now, this happened when the Milwaukee Bucks walked out of their first-round playoff games back in August in protest of the police shooting of Jacob Blake. And here is uh, what happened. 
there was a time where we were ready to leave too. Um, we were trying to figure out if we leave or if we stay, what is our plan? What is our call for action? And I'm lucky enough to have a, a friend, you know, the 44th president that allowed me and allowed uh, CP and allowed us to get on the phone with them and get guidance. This can be plan of action. You know, this can be something that you guys can ask for. And, and if we could get that, then we can continue to push the needle and you guys can also continue the season as well. Mm. I mean, that was always the thing, right. right? It's like you don't want to just make an emotional decision and just quit. Like, you got to have a plan afterwards. Well, here's what Barack Obama said on the shop. It was close to midnight when Chris, CP calls with LeBron, Carmelo, Westbrook was on the phone. And given the power that the NBA players had, my suggestion was that you use that platform to see if you can start asking for some specifics. So one of the suggestions I had for uh, the players was, uh, is it possible for you guys to set up an office that allows you on an ongoing basis to take best practices that are going to uh, start making incidents like this less likely? Sound mm. advice. All right. It's interesting because I was just also looking at this report about Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and how rivals, um, their agent rivals are mad at them because they organized a pro day for his clients which included some potential top picks as well. They said it was nationally televised on ESPN2. Uh, there were some guests like LeBron was there, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Tristan Thompson, Trey Young, and other agents who watched it reacted, and they said it wasn't sanctioned by the NBA. Some agents were unhappy. They felt it was unwarranted exposure for Rich Paul's clients, but the NBA let it go on anyway. Well, Rich Paul did respond to these agent rivals. He said, I want to thank everyone for their support last night. It's not often you see support like this for these young men coming into the league. This is much bigger than makes and misses. When black, it's discredited. It's critiqued. Narratives are driven. It's a shock when the black athlete isn't making the black agent work for free or feel as if it's a privilege to represent them, but instead respect their practice and expertise. Why? When is the other way around? The athlete should be lucky to have the agent and every move is genius. Why? Discouragement has killed more people than guns, but it won't work here. These men are more than athletes, and I couldn't be more proud to work with them. Drop on the clues bombs for Rich Paul. I'm sure Rich Paul makes all of them nervous because he's younger, he's black, and he's got the cultural cachet. And, I mean, players want to be down with them, especially, you know what I mean, just because of, you know, what they represent in the culture. So I'm sure he makes a lot of those uh, white agents nervous. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Mm -hmm. So, Charlamagne, who you giving your donkey to? Because that's up next. You know, we need a, a old ladybug, Lindsey Graham, to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. He's really racking these All things right. up in the final, final uh, few <laughs> months of the year. We'll I know talk what about it, it is. All right. Donkey's up next, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. From my experience at an historically black college and university, I know that homecoming is a big deal. With the cancel this year, we decided to bring the celebration to you with HBCU Homecoming Party on the Yard. Presented by McDonald's, hosted by me. McDonald's Black and Positively Golden Movement is about empowering the next generation of black leaders through initiatives like our HBCU programs that are positively shaping communities. Watch our HBCU Homecoming Party on the Yard. Presented by McDonald's on Thursday, November 12th. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed play. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. 
Yes, dark year today for Monday, November 2nd, goes to South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Oh, ladybug. It's making a late fourth quarter push to be donkey of the year. I mean, first you had him say that uh, black people and immigrants are free to go and live in any part of South Carolina so long as they're not liberal. Listen! I care about everybody. If you're a young African-American, an immigrant, you can go anywhere in this state. You just need to be conservative, not liberal. Lord have mercy. Then at a Senate hearing <laughs> for Amy Coney Barrett, he referenced uh, segregation and said it was the good old days. Listen! One of the reasons you can say with confidence that you think Brown versus Board of Education is super precedent is that you're not aware of any effort to go back to the good old days of segregation by a legislative Lord body. Is that correct? That is correct. Lord have mercy. Now, this past oh Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, Lindsey Graham was back at it. Uh, he was at a campaign event in Conway, South Carolina, and he was praising Amy Coney Barrett, and he had this to say about young women in America. Listen! I want every young woman to know there's a place for you in America if you're pro-life. Yeah. If, if you embrace your religion and you follow traditional family structure. You really have to, you really be having to, to, to squint your eyes to make sure you're hearing what you think you hear. I'm at the age where I squint my eyes when I can't hear or when I'm not fully understanding or comprehending what a person is saying. I'm squinting right now. So somebody pass your Uncle Charlotte's glasses so I can make sure I heard Lindsey Graham say what I think I heard. Play it again, please. I want every young woman to know there's a place for you in America if you're pro-life. If you embrace your religion and you follow traditional family structure. I want every young woman to know there's a place for you in America if you are pro-life, if you embrace your religion, and if you follow a traditional family structure. Listen, man. I have told you all over and over again that old white male leadership in this country is played out. It's over for that because in the words of Thanos, as long as there are those who remember what was, there will always be those that are unable to accept what can be. Lindsey Graham is one of those old white men who remembers the good old days of segregation. He remembers a time when traditional family structure was just, you know... Husband and wife, not wife and wife, husband and husband, husband and wife, and the wife had a certain role, and that role was regulated to the kitchen. That's what he wants and longs for again in America where old white men like himself could rule and not be questioned to challenge. This new America scares the hell out of old white men like Lindsey Graham. Uh, I, South Carolina, the only way you could you know, vote for Lindsey Graham is if you think just like him. If you think, you know, if you too think segregation was the good old days, you know, you vote for Ladybug Graham. If you think black people and immigrants can go anywhere in this country as long as they're conservative, not liberal, then you vote for Lindsey Graham. If you think a young woman can go any place in America as long as they are pro-life and follow a traditional family structure, if this is your mindset, then Lindsey Graham is your guy. But you also must understand that you probably got a bigot brain, too. See, this rhetoric Lindsey Graham is using only appeals to racists, only appeals to bigots, only appeals to sexists, only appeals to anti-LGBT. There's absolutely no reason to support this unless you believe this. I'm actually really starting to believe that Lindsey Graham doesn't want to win. He can't possibly be making it this easy for Jamie Harrison. Either that or they are at the point where they are just going full racist. And this is what scares me about not getting these kinds of folks out of power. Can you imagine if after tomorrow, guys like Lindsey Graham are still in power after letting us know where they are willing to take it? Okay, we've been letting them get away with saying and doing all this racist stuff and we just cool with it. I've been asking this question for a while. And the question is, they are who we know they are. The question is, will America continue to let them be? Tomorrow, we shall see.
Could we please let Kathy Griffin give Lindsay Ladybug Graham the biggest hee-haw? Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you for that donkey, Charlemagne. And what do we have up? Graham Cracker. Now, what do we have? <laughs> what do we have, Angela Yee? What, 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 you got a question on your mind, right? Yeah, I was talking about this. Now, for some reason, this story has resurfaced because this is an old story from uh, Peppa's book, Let's Talk About Pep. And she was talking about Left Eye and Andre Risen. Remember when Left Eye burned down the house of Andre Risen? Well, she said she was in the middle of that. She said, Andre and I never messed around. I'm innocent of that crime. I'm so innocent, but I did know him and we were really cool. So she goes on to say that apparently, um, she said, he told me later how everything went down. Apparently he had been talking about me to her, telling her how cool I was. Brothers, you can't do that. Your girl will immediately be suspicious. Now, maybe he did like me like that, but again, we never went there. One night he and Lisa were watching TV and my video comes on and he gets all excited and says something like, Pep, that's my girl. And then the night of the fire, uh, I guess she was arguing with Andre Risen about uh, Peppa and that's what happened. She lit up the mansion. So Peppa saying that she set the house on fire because of her. Yeah, she oh. was jealous. So, what's so the question? my question is: Have you ever dated somebody that was extremely jealous of other people? So jealous that it made you nervous, or they did something crazy? Mm. Okay. All right, let's talk about it. 1-800-585-1051. Reach out and touch us right now if you've ever had to date somebody that was extremely jealous of other people. Okay, it's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. I don't know where the hell DJ Envy went, but uh, we're having a conversation. Angela Yee has a question on her heart. Uh, talk to him, you. Have you ever dated somebody that was an insanely jealous person to the point where they made you nervous? Now, I had a bad experience with somebody who was super jealous. I had a couple, but one time when I was in college, I remember I uh, was out with my friends and I guess my phone had died. And when I came back home, he like came out of the bushes. What? I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah, I was, um, it was, I was home at my parents' house during college. He had a, um, he told me that he was nervous that I was out with a guy and he had a big rock that he wanted to bash him over the head with. Wow. Uh, I mean, listen, I've been with the same woman since 1998. I've never gotten that close to anyone else for them to develop a, that emotion called jealousy. But I mean, it's a natural emotion, right? Like if you are into somebody, you know, you, you are going to get jealous if you think that they could be messing around with somebody else, I guess it's just about what you do with that jealousy, right? You don't want to turn into a jealous rage when you're burning the house down or threatening to bash somebody's head in with a brick or rocks. I think, yeah, I think yeah, as long as you're rational about it, like, of course, I think, you know, you might get jealous if y'all are watching TV and your man is talking about somebody else or, you know, whatever. But really? it's like, yeah, I mean, probably. I'm sure at times it does happen. Yeah, I would think it's that, not that. As long as it's not a big deal. Yeah, I would think that's kind of regular, right? Like, if, if I'm sitting at yeah. home and you're my... Wife is like, oh, that's a handsome man or whatever. I'm not jealous about that. She's like, look at those gray sweats. He is really, oh. Could, I could care less. <laughs> I, listen, if you watch porn with your girl, then you can't trip. You know what I'm saying? Because there's going to be plenty of penises on there bigger than yours. You're supposed to get upset and jealous every single time? Mm. All right, well, let's see what you guys think. <laughs> Good morning. Who's this? Nicole. Nicole, have you ever dated somebody who is ridiculously jealous? 
I did when I was in high school from age, well, from age 16 to 22, I dated someone. We actually have kids, two kids together. They're grown, of course. Wow. But, um, <laughs> when we were dating, he didn't want me to talk to anybody. I didn't, I couldn't have friends. I couldn't have a telephone. I couldn't go anywhere. He put a gun to my head. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Um... Okay. He used to fight me. <laughs> you... He made me have a uh, miscarriage. So, yeah, I was um, abused as a teenager. Yeah, how did, you, how did you get out of that? Yeah. Um, unbeknownst to me, I didn't find out probably until my 30s. I'm in my 40s now. I didn't find out until my 30s that my brother saw him out somewhere and put a gun in his head and told him, if you ever touch my sister again, it's going to be your ass. I'm sorry. Let's so, yeah. So, that, that sounds I about right. I didn't know that until years later. My brother told me years later. That sounds about right. That's how it's, that's how it's supposed to go down. <laughs> and shot, salute to your brother for being, a, for being a real one because a real person, friend, or family member is going to do stuff like that and you won't even know about it. Got your back and you don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I had no idea he did it. Nicole, I'm so happy that you are alive and with us, by the way, because that could have been the end. Thank you, but I am, I'm super scared to date. I'm super scared to do anything, so it's just I'm really guarded a lot. You so, traumatized. Yeah. You got PTSD. And <laughs> listen, I'm not baby. encouraging people to goddamn be putting guns to folks' head, but if somebody puts a gun to a woman in your life's head that you love, that's free game to put the gun right back to them. All right, Nicole. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. with us. Next Good morning. One. Who's this? It's Nate. Nate, have you ever dated somebody that was crazy jealous? Yes. Can you elaborate? You don't, you don't be scared, Nate. <laughs> yeah, um, I, had a, I, had a, I had a crazy girlfriend. I had got caught up in, like, cheating back in the day, but I wasn't currently cheating at the time, and so she sent me a video of her bleaching and burning my clothes while I was at work. Was she bleaching and burning your clothes for what you used to do? Yeah, I don't know that I that's jealousy. It might be just because you cheated. But I wasn't. She got to give, okay. give you a reminder. You cheated before. Yeah, but I was actually doing good at this time. No, nope. jealous. Of at this time, uh, I was doing you know, good. Work. That was, that was a late pass. Hey, what hey, happened? You gotta do what you got to. I was doing good and stuff like that. I didn't get no clothes or no shoes or nothing back. Just a bunch of ass. Did you did you stay with her after that? Uh, no, actually, we broke up like a month after. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I had did bad things in the in the past and stuff, but it just kept on getting worse, so I had to let her go. Okay, all right. Totally understand, Ouch. sir. <laughs> All right, we are talking about jealousy. Have you ever dated somebody that was extremely jealous and maybe you felt like your life was in danger because of it? That's right. Reach out and touch us. 1-800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. I know it now. I Call me. Add your opinions to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. What's up? It is The Breakfast Club, and we are taking your calls right now. We are talking about a story that Peppa told in her book. Let's talk about Pep. And she discusses that uh, the time that Lisa left I Lopez burned down Andre Risen's house, she said it was because of jealousy. I guess she thought something was going on between Peppa and Andre Risen. We want to know, have you ever had an experience with a jealous lover? Mm-hmm. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Jackie. Jackie, what's good? Have you had a bad experience? I have, yes, ma'am. What happened? So um, my daughter's father and I were together for a really long time, like we were kids up to like our early 20s. Um, and then we kind of just, I just, you know, I realized it was toxic and it wasn't healthy and it just wasn't going to go anywhere. And it was kind of like kitty love, but you think you're in love. And it's, it's a total different thing in this era, I would say. Um, and so I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be physically and mentally abused. And so I kind of cut it off. 
and he says like he followed me everywhere for months to the point where I had to like get a order, like a restraining order. Like, well, excuse me, a order of protection. Wow. That's the worst. I actually had to do that too with the same story I was telling earlier. I had to go to court, go to family court and get a, yeah. a restraining order. And it's hard when it's a kid involved because it's like you, you want your, your kid to have their father in their life. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, at what risk am I putting myself and, you know, eventually could possibly be my kid because people are crazy. You never know. You think you know right. somebody and you could be sitting with the enemy the whole time. Ooh, well, I'm glad you did what you had to do and that y'all are good. Yes, ma'am. I also, real quick, just want to give a big shout out to Charmaine. Thank you for continuing to talk about politics as touchy as it is every day. I work in corporate America, and some of the things I see is crazy. So keep keep pushing. It's hard. I'm a young African-American female, and I feel like at times my vote doesn't matter. But thank you, because even though when I feel like that, I still vote because I feel like if it doesn't work for me, it'll work for our children and our children. So please, y'all keep doing that because that's, that's, that's real. Absolutely. And when you don't vote, you lose your right to complain. And if y'all know anything about Charlamagne, you know, I love to complain. And you and that's what's up. And I just want to give a big shout out because I live in Mom's Corner, South Carolina. So whoop whoop. Shout out to Hey, 843, what's happening? <laughs> Thank you. All right, we are taking your calls about jealousy. Have you ever dated somebody that was extremely irrationally jealous? Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is anonymous, but I don't want to say my name. Uh-oh, okay. You, you that shook? She got you that scared? Yeah, kind of, man. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> a lot of my friends listen to the Breakfast Club. I can't believe I'm here with us, Charlamagne. Peace, King. All right, so, so look. what happened? I've been with my wife since 2001. We we got married in 2010, okay? Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was at work one day, and I slept my finger in a car door, and my fingernail came off. So I told my wife, when my fingernail heals, I'm going to go to my friend. She's from my neighborhood. She got her own beauty salon. I told her I'm going to go up there and I'm going to get a Medicare pedicure. She told me no. I told her she can come with me. She said no. I said, babe, how come I can't go up here and get my nails done like I do construction? You know what I'm saying? So my hand is always jacked up anyway. She told me that she don't want no woman touching me. Wow. You can't get a mani? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do I do? I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, it got y'all quiet. Look, y'all all quiet. This is real talk. No, I think that's it. You can't get a Manny Petty. I think that is crazy. Y'all need to have some other conversations. Why does she feel like that? Is it something that went on in your relationship that she's scared of every move you make? No, nah, man. We've been we've been together 19. Yeah, that's and irrational, you know sir. She said, I don't want nobody, I don't want no woman touching you, so you ain't getting no manicure. Pedicure. Well, tell her, tell her she needs to learn how to, to tell her she needs to learn how to do toes and uh, uh, fingernails then, so she can give you your mani-pedi. That sounds like, that's, that, that sounds like a responsibility nah, that but she's that's trying also to take on for that's, that's also just ridiculous, though. Mm, no, Angela, you know, listen, man, I'm tall, dark, and handsome, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I own my own business, you know what I'm saying? So, she, she. She loves me insecurely, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Insecurely. Yeah, y'all might need to get some help for that because it feels like things might come to a head at some point. So you be having all the answers for everybody else. You ain't really got no answers for me. <laughs> man, nah, Monday, I mean, man. I what didn't you know you wanted to answer. You? I thought you just wanted to get it all, you know, just talk about the situation. Hey, Listen, I think that's I'm irrational. Right I think now, she needs man. some, I think she right needs now, some professional I need, help. I need a seat. You need a what? I'm telling y'all, man, I need a seat up there. A seat for what? You ain't got no answers? Because I'm killing, 
Y'all ain't got no answers for me. Y'all always got Why do I gotta tell you this is crazy? Why do I gotta tell you this crazy that your woman don't want you to go out and get a manicure or pedicure? I think you know what it is. I don't have, and by the way, I don't have enough backstory. You might have went to the nail salon one time and had sex with one of the nail tech ladies. We don't know. Oh my goodness. Exactly. You need to see you need to see in the pedicure chair. Love you too, King. Have a blessed day. I love y'all, man. I listen to y'all every morning, man. I love you guys, man. Thank you. I would tell you we love you too, but I don't want her to get mad at me. All right, well, that was interesting. What's the moral of the story? I mean, the moral of the story should be true confidence has no room for jealousy and envy. When you know you're great, you have no reason to hate. So any woman that, or man that is extremely, extremely jealous, you know, in their relationship, uh, get your confidence up. That's on you. We got a room report coming up, don't you? Yes, and let's talk about Sweetie. She is talking about her controversial Birkin bag comments that everybody was going in on. And we'll tell you what she had to say. All right, all, all right, back to the streets. Come back. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So I guess over the weekend, SNL addressed Ice Cube and Lil Wayne in a sketch. Listen to this. Do not elect him anymore. Though Ice Cube and Lil Wayne are voting for. <laughs> Why in the name of all that is holy would you be voting for Trump? Taxes. Plus, Trump's got his new platinum plan. <laughs> That's right. If you got a platinum record, you can plan on him doing a photo op with you. All right. Well, Ice Cube responded on social media. He put a bunch of laughing emojis and said, F you SNL trying to reduce me to greed. Yeah, I think it's whack the way they really keep lumping Ice Cube in with people who have vocally advocated for Trump because what Cube is doing is not that. Like Cube has a plan and he's willing to engage with whoever's in power to get it done. To say he's MAGA is just loud and wrong. Right. Well, <laughs> there's all kind. Of, I saw people saying that you were on social media posting a clip of you and they said you were advocating for Trump. How was I advocating for Trump? I don't know. It was some clip and it said Joe Biden's worse than Donald Trump. Yeah, that was from last then, year when me and I was on T.I.'s Expeditiously podcast, but I was breaking down Joe Biden's uh, record in the Senate. Everything from the 86 mandatory minimum sentencing to the 88 crack laws to the 94 crime bill. So, yeah. I saw all of the Trump supporters saying that, yes, finally, he admits it. <laughs> I don't have to finally admit it. I've been uh, on Joe Biden's ass about his record. The same way Jim Clyburn was up here this morning, and Jim Clyburn said in the first hundred hours, he's going. he wants Joe Biden to put together a task force to go out there and study the impact of the 86 mandatory minimum sentencing and the 94 crime bill to figure out how to atone for it. There's nothing wrong with that. You can critique somebody's record and still vote for them. All right, now, Saweetie has clarified some of her comments, too. And so people were really making this a big topic of conversation. And these were the original comments. If you're not getting you a Birkin, if you're not paying for your bills, then go ahead and to the streets, okay? Lord have mercy. Now, this is all because she was promoting her new song, Back to the Streets, right? So she was having a good, fun time talking about it. Here's what she has to say now, just to clarify. One thing that people have to realize is I'm an entertainer and I come to entertain. So yeah. that was a very entertaining comment. So for one, I was having a good time. I'm promoting back to the streets. And you know, I'm popping my for my girls, but I feel like a Birkin symbolizes a gift of value. So if you're giving your girl who's holding you down, if you're giving her a gift, give her something that you can get a portion of your tax bracket. And that's okay. The whole reason I did Back to the Streets is for women to realize their value. And if they aren't being valued, send him back to the streets. 
And basically what Saweetie is saying is act your wage, okay? In and in, in her life, in her lifestyle, based off the money she's making and the money her man's making, a Birkin is, I guess, the ultimate sign of value that somebody can give you, right? Yeah, so she's saying whatever it is, as women, we should value ourselves and know that if you're with somebody, they should value you too. But we do know Basically that is how I broke it down. Gifts don't mean a man values you though, right? Like we do, we can we can. I think say thoughtful that, right? gifts are nice though. It doesn't have to be expensive, yeah, but, if, but thoughtful. But what if he treats you like crap, but then still buys you a Birkin? I, I mean, of course, it still has to go all together. Yeah. Listen, I had an ex-boyfriend that got me the worst presents ever, and he was a terrible boyfriend. I think so, because they the were not worst thoughtful ever, and he was a terrible boyfriend. Well, I think that it kind of reflects things. I think really great boyfriends aren't going to buy you terrible <laughs> gifts because they're paying attention to you and they know what you like. And so they'll do thoughtful things based on that. If they know you love something, then they'll take the time and care to, you know, make sure whatever they give you reflects that. Yeah, I just don't think, I get what you're saying. I just don't think the value is actually in the gift. The value is in, a per, in how a person treats you, period, I would think. But what do I know? I'm right, but... But I think thoughtful things and like if it's your birthday or Christmas and they know you care about those things and they get you something, it doesn't have to be something expensive. It could be an experience. It could be something, but it's just, a, you know, the best gifts I think I've always gotten have always been not the most expensive ones. Mm. So, all right. Now, Beyonce's on the cover of British Vogue and you know that new Ivy Park is out, which is amazing. It sold out like immediately, but I saw everybody getting their uh, gift boxes in the house. I saw Roland Ray got some too, right? I have no Did idea. Did you see that? <laughs> I thought that was your people's. Roland Ray from um. How was Roland Ray? Um, first of all, you said I'm advocating for Trump, <laughs> not Roland Ray, my people's. How are Roland Ray, my people's? I don't know Roland Ray. <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought you did. All right. Well, anyway, in the article, she also talks about Papadoe. They asked her favorite Texan delicacy, and she says she loves Cajun seafood at Papadoe's. That's dope. Um, she also talks about barbecue in Texas, and she said one thing that's surprising about her, she said, I know it's random, but I have two beehives, real ones. I've had them at my house for a while now. I have around 80,000 bees, and we make hundreds of jars of honey a year. Different level of cash right there, bro. <laughs> I know, no, no. She owns 80,000 bees. You know who else did that? Dr. Oz did that. Dr. Oz had a bee problem in his backyard, but instead of having the exterminator come through and kill him, he um, just had somebody come through and start harvesting the bees' honey. Well, there you have it. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, uh, Envy's not here, so no need for me to lie to y'all and tell y'all that the People's Choice Mix is up next, and, you know, I can give you the phone number and have y'all call in requesting songs that I know aren't going to play because the mix is already pre-recorded, so if they do play, it's just the luck of the draw. Stop it. Envy might be doing this right now. We just couldn't hear him, so Envy tried to be here. He was broadcasting from somewhere else, and it didn't work out. So maybe it, he's still in the studio listening. It's and been 10 mixing. years, and, uh, Angela. <laughs> they know that the People's Choice Mix is not live. But for the sake of radio. If you have a request. Yes. Call us right now. Please hit him up at DJ MV, and you can call us up, 800-585-1051. Make your request. You can also request a Yee Mix. Yes, you can make a request, but I guarantee you the song won't play unless it's the luck of the draw because it's already pre-recorded. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. It's DJ Envy, and for 55 years, the General Insurance has been giving people affordable auto insurance with excellent customer service. Get custom coverage that's right for you and immediate proof of insurance. Call them at 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. I don't know where DJ Envy went today. Felt every bit of a Monday. <laughs> 
You got a case of the Mondays? I definitely got a case of the Mondays. You know what it is? I took an edible too late last night. I took an edible like around 8.30 last night, and it didn't kick in. And 8.30 was really 9.30, is that right? I Mm -hmm. guess. But it kicked in. Because of daylight savings? Yeah, it kicks in like an hour later. So, I mean, I did get to, I was in bed by 10.30, though. Yeah, you should be fine right now. I am, but it still feel Monday. It still feel heavy. I don't know if I'm thinking about the week, even though I've already embraced the uncertainty of the week because, you know, uh, we don't know what the world is going to look like after tomorrow. Like, we really have no idea. I mean, the only thing that you can do is uh, know for a fact that whatever we see for the rest of the week is not going to be normal. It hasn't been normal the past four years, and it's not going to end normally if it ends at all. So just expect the unexpected. Keep your head on a swivel out there. Protect your goddamn neck. Keep your head up. Look alive, okay? Because it's going down. I know it's really bright out right now because of daylight savings. I'm not used to so much sunlight in my house. I look like I'm lit up, like (laughs) on camera for a revolt. At 9 something in the morning? mm -mm. It's usually a little darker than this. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and shout out to everybody who got dressed up for Halloween, by the way. I really enjoyed looking at the very creative Halloween costumes. I saw Lizzo was the fly on Mike Pence's head. I saw Sierra and Baby Future were um, Cardi and Offset. I saw Cardi was Medusa. I saw some great costumes. So shout out to everybody, Saweetie and Quavo and everybody that really got dressed up and put their all into it. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, I saw Janelle Monet. She was a fly, too. That was, Her costume was dope. It was super and then I saw that Travis Scott del- deleted his Instagram. They said it was because people were making fun of his Batman costume. Nah, Travis ain't that sensitive, is he? I don't know. I don't know. What was wrong with his Batman costume? You didn't see it? I did, but I didn't I didn't get what was wrong with it. I saw it. Well, I mean, the color, it was brown. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, shout out to everybody who got um, dressed up and really did it big for Halloween. Did you see Kim Kardashian and Kanye's house and how they had it decorated? Mm-mm. Like a giant cobweb? Or a spider web? I didn't pay no attention. I didn't see. All right. All right, we got the positive note coming. It's the Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. We are done for the day. Angela Yee, you got anything last, any final things to say? Um, I just want to tell people that y'all need to make sure you get out there and vote. As a matter of fact, I wanted to play this from Plies when he was talking about the importance of voting and how politicians really respond to people who actually vote and who they know could control an election until we prove that we can consistently come out and vote in huge numbers i feel then is when they're gonna feel that they have to cater to us and offer us more in order to get our votes not if we come out this election and then we take the next two off because they're only proposing what they're proposing off of them so I just wanted to be a part of trying to do my part and say, let me start forming some level of consistency in voting that one day my people are able to get at least some of the things that we want. He's not wrong. That's why I that's why even now, right now, with, um, you know, everybody, a lot of different black people expressing politics in different ways, man, I am very happy that black people are thinking freely about their politics, even if I disagree with their politics, I think we've been too predictable for too long. And that's why a lot of things don't move the way that, you know, we want them to move. But I definitely think that's going to change a lot in the future. Well, let's hope so. Now, what's your positive note? The positive note is simply this. It is not necessary to react to everything you notice. Breakfast club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done?